Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Witten Rutledge talks about independence as it relates to emotional intelligence and how you can balance your needs with those of others. Witten is the Special Projects Coordinator for OKA. He manages workshops, coaching events, website design and upkeep, technical support, and creates blog content. Welcome, Witten. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I love that we're going to talk about independence because that's one of my favorite areas of the uh, the wheel here. The wheel. The What do we call it? The, is it a wheel? The circle. The circle I don't know. The, the EQI wheel. That we're going to yeah. talk about. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into that, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Uh, so hi everyone. Uh, I'm Witten Rutledge. Um, I am a I'm the special projects uh, coordinator at OKA Auto Kroger Associates. Um, and my background with EQ uh, isn't particularly extensive. Um, my father is another employee slash president of OKA, and so EQ is kind of what he's always done. That's that's a lot of his life's work, and so. I never had a chance to avoid it, that that was just something I was always involved in. Um, and so I was a teenager taking certification courses alongside professionals and everything. So I've, I've always been in the EQ and the MBTI and the other kind of uh, behavioral tools um, and certifications. And so uh, I love the EQI. I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot that can be gained from it both personally and professionally, and I'm excited to talk about it today. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool that you grew up around this. My my daughter is very similar. She's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard all that, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so our topic of independence today, the subscale, can you define that for folks who maybe aren't familiar with it? Yeah, so I'd say the easiest way to define the uh, independence element of the EQI is the ability to be self-directed um, and to be free from emotional dependencies uh, on others. So what does it look like when someone is a little bit lower in that? Yeah, so um, people in low independence um, can be clingy. They can appear indecisive. Um, that might be people who are easily swayed by something. You know, if you suggest an idea and they say yes, and then, you know, someone else suggests a completely different idea and they say, Oh, actually, you know, that's a good idea too. And so people low independence, uh, are people who struggle to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. I almost hearing a little bit of a codependency in there. 
Yes, yes. That's exactly. And people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Which is a common yeah. um, problem that I find in my emotional intelligence classes are people they want to help other people. How can you identify maybe the difference between people pleasing and that desire to help others? Um, that's a really interesting question. So I think the desire to help others is actually its own element. Uh, social responsibility is another element of the EQ, yeah. uh, which is interestingly tied into independence. I actually have a note, so uh-huh. we'll, we'll put a pin <laughs> in that and get to it later. Um, but people pleasing is a little bit about, you know, everyone has their own opinions. Everyone has their own ideas. Um, and people in low dependence might be a little quick, a little bit too willing to put aside their own opinions, their own ideas, their own kind of areas of importance so that they can get in line, that they, yeah. they can follow what everyone else is doing. Um, whereas, you know, doing something to help people, it might be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. They can be separate. Right. Um, so those that are low in independence, meaning they, they tend to, you know, put others needs in front of their own or, or not voice their opinions, etc. How can they, what are some strategies that they can improve in that area? Um, so there are, there are a couple of different interesting ones. And I always like to think of actionable steps as their short-term action, something mm-hmm. that you could do this very afternoon Ooh. and then longer term strategies to kind of build out in the future. You know, this is what I want to work on as a person. Yeah. Um, and so for some quicker things there, uh, if there's ever an opportunity to work alone or to make a solo contribution, um, volunteer, wow. speak up and say, you know what? I, this is something I struggle on. I want to practice doing things on my own um, so that other voices might not uh, tangle you up yeah. quite as much. Um uh, it's, it's another strategy is to constantly make a habit and take down notes of times that your opinions and ideas differed from those around you. Mm. You don't even have to, if independence is something you struggle on, if you're low on independence, you don't even have to say it out loud in the beginning. If it's something that you're just starting to work on, just take an internal note or a physical note that you remind yourself of later about times that you didn't exactly already fit with the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, times that you differed and were independent from everyone else. Um, and then an easier, more personal one that you can do over time is to do something you enjoy by yourself. Um, I took myself to the movies for the first time ever last Aww. week and it was a wonderful experience. I was like, wow, this is really fun. I got off work. My girlfriend was busy and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go see a movie. And I had a great time. It was so much fun. <laughs> and so go. it helps to, shake your routine up and say, oh, well, you know, normally this is something I reserve for a group activity, but I'll do it myself. So it sounds like being more comfortable with doing stuff on your own is like a first step. Maybe I, as you were thinking, I was thinking, of, hmm, maybe go on a date with yourself, like take yourself to dinner and a movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> or in my case, I'd love to do an escape room solo. That would be pretty cool. That would be really fun. <laughs> I've only I've only done one of those once. Oh. And it definitely can be an exercise. I imagine that it can be an exercise in patience, yes. uh, depending on who you go with. Yes. Um, I went with my family and I happened to have a great time. So, oh, but good. I understand that that might not be the case for everyone. <laughs> well, it helps when you're going with an emotionally intelligent group as well. <laughs> I imagine it is. A much better experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, really essentially, it, it sounds also being comfortable with, with solitude. Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah. And some reflection on that. What are some long-term goals 
for or strategies, I should say, for moving forward? Um, I think it's really about learning to learning to value your own opinions and be comfortable learning how to how to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not just speaking up for yourself. Assertiveness is its own EQI element, but that learning that the world isn't going to end if you stand up and if you speak out or if you don't do what everyone else is doing, you know, understanding that having a, an opinion that differs from the group isn't always going to create some uncomfortable conflict. The more you do it, the more you realize like, Oh, whew, I'm all right. Yeah. You know, that I'm, I'm a smart person. I'm a valuable person. My opinions matter. My contributions matter. Taking note of times that you, didn't go with the flow and you realized that you were right. Um, making a habit of doing those things regularly. And one day you wake up and realize like, Oh man, I'm, I'm not as codependent or as clingy as maybe I once was. Yeah. So, so I'm also hearing, um, so what speaking up and as we do that more and more, our comfort zone expands, right. Is we're uncomfortably comfortable. Uh, and yeah. there was something else I was hearing in that too. Um, well, making sure your voice is heard essentially. Yeah. Now, why is an independent, why is independence? So on the EQI model, we call it a leadership derailer if someone is lower in it. So why would independence be so important for a leader? Well, so independence is incredibly important for a leader because you need the, the autonomy to be able to make decisions that other people might not agree with, might not understand. Um, that if, if you're a leader and constantly being swayed by your direct reports, you're not really leading anyone. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's a really interesting, I think politics is a really interesting example of how independence can function in a leadership role because a good leader should have some kind of comfortable balance between I listen to my direct reports, I listen to my constituents, you know, I'm working and making sure that they are benefiting from it. And other times you you want to lead them. You want to say, I have a vision and I have a goal and I want to take us there. And so I'm going to make decisions as a group that will lead us to a place. That's how innovation happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so independence is crucial for a leader to be able to understand, you know, get above the group dynamic and understand what needs to happen and what decisions need to be made. Yeah. And it sounds like building it up is the same strategies that we've just covered as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, are there some other subscales that could help uh, if they worked in one, like assertiveness, it would help them in this one as well? Yeah. I think assertiveness is a really big one. Um, I think uh, self, hold on, I'm sorry. I feel- Regard, right? Am I right? Yep, yeah. There you go. Uh, you I, already I was, got it. As soon as you said self, I was like, oh, self-regard. <laughs> yeah. I think self-regard is an incredibly important one because um, a lot of low independence can come from some place of self-deprecation and of self-consciousness and that having some real firepower behind your words, your actions, what you think, what you believe, looking and seeing, you know, look how far I've come, look how you know, look at all that I've done, look at all that I've accomplished in my life. Uh, and feeling, feeling worthy of independence, I think is an important thing for people that can come through assertiveness and self-regard in mm. particular. Yeah. I like that. They, yeah, how those are connected, right? So essentially we need to like ourselves <laughs> and believe yeah. that our voice needs to be heard too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Now let's flip the flip the the coin here, if you will, and look at someone who may be a little too independent because we can use our strengths so much they can become our weaknesses. What does that person look like? Uh, their behaviors. Um, this is interesting because I. This is something that I've had to work on mm -hmm. uh, is being too independent. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually one of my favorite stories to tell about myself uh, is I was five years old and it was getting to a point where, you know, you're making friends. You're not just in your own house the whole time. And so my yeah. parents thought it was really important for me to learn how to ride a bike and whatever part of my brain that my independence EQ score is rooted in decided that that was the hill I was going to die on. And so I stuck my flag <laughs> in and said, no, I'm not going to learn how to ride a bike simply because I was counter dependent uh -huh. you know, I, that this was this law, this rule existed. And because it existed, I had to be independent of uh -huh. it. And so I decided I was never going to learn how to ride a bike completely devoid of all rationality. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was a kid and my parents were absolutely befuddled. Uh, and I still don't know how to ride a bike. And, and so I am, I am now a, a grown adult um, and I don't know how to ride a bike because as a kid, I decided I wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I was an age that I had to go places, I drove and I had my mm -hmm. license. And so it, it, that is a silly example of what too high independence no, can look like. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Instead of they said they should have said, I bet you can't ride a bike in the next two weeks. Oh, that actually that's <laughs> perfect me. because that's how my dad used to get me to eat my vegetables. That he'd put <laughs> it on do. the fork and say, you know, I am the most powerful piece of broccoli in the world. And no one can <laughs> and of course that was all it took. And so uh -huh. um and, well, and you knew what he was doing though, right? Like I knew what my dad was doing, but I still couldn't help myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. You couldn't resist the idea of, no, I, I must be in charge. I must be, you know. So those are some pretty silly examples of but very real. over independence. Can, oh, very real. Um, it's, I'm glad that I can now tell that story in hindsight and have it be something funny and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's a problem in lots of workplaces, especially in my sports background, uh, where people are just people don't realize that they're being that silly and ridiculous. They're yeah. just very uh, self-aggrandizing. Um, and that someone who is overly independent can be emotionally withholding. Uh, they can be detached. Uh, they can be uncollaborative. Uh, and so they can, yeah. you know, the ability, we talked about uh, independence and leadership and the ability to kind of rise above the fray and make decisions can be a really valuable thing. The problem is if you never get into the fray, then you have a bunch of direct reports or colleagues even who feel like, oh, this person thinks they're too good for this. You know, yeah. they're too good to listen to us and to help us or to make decisions with us. So being independent can be great. Being too independent can be uh, a mess. Yeah. So then what are some ways that we can um, maybe I overcome that? I know it, it's hard to downplay a strength that's become a weakness, but what are some ways we can overcome that? Yeah. So a great thing with the EQ is when you're too high in a particular element or subscale, it, the way that you fix that, that you counter that is to practice your other emotional subscales. It's not just, oh, well, stop doing that because yeah. that's, okay. that's, not, that's not good action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not helpful. <laughs> and so I, in my opinion, I think some of the best ways to help balance out uh, too much independence are to focus on um, interpersonal relationships 
uh, to focus on empathy and to focus on focus on social responsibility, mm. which is one of the things we talked about earlier. Yeah. And that learning to plug into the world around you to your interpersonal relationships. How do you get along with other people at the office? How do you get along with your significant other at home? How do you get along with your kids? How do you get along with your friends? Uh, that focusing on those can help fizzle away some of those barriers that people with high independence build around themselves uh, with empathy, with learning to put your, put your feet in their shoes and understand like, what is this person going through? What is this person experience? What does the world look like from their point of view? that that can really help to break down some of your over-independence. And then with social responsibility, which is a, a little bit of a mix of both of those, but to plug into not just your friends, not just the people immediately around you, but your community. And that could be like your county, that could be your office building as a whole, that could be uh, your entire state, that can be your country, that can be whatever it is. But what's yeah. what's going on around you? What matters to people besides the ones who are friends with you, you know? that all of those things can help uh, bring you back down to earth and not be <laughs> just closed in your box of independence. I think all of those three subscales can help. Oh, nice. And we have episodes on all of those. So great. We do indeed. Yeah. That's one of the great things about the EQI is just they're all connected. They all have something to do with the I other. I love that. And then you work on one area of high impact and it impacts others. So it's absolutely it's amazing. <laughs> All right. What is your last piece of advice for our listeners? So I have two pieces of advice. One is a general piece of advice that I give anytime anyone ever asks me anything. <laughs> and that is, uh, it's a quote from Bojack Horseman, a, a show on Netflix. Uh -huh. um, and I'm not going to get into the context of it, although it's a little bit important. But basically, he starts exercising. And the show is very much about mental health. And so it's, it's not about the runs that he's going on. It's about learning to become a better and more balanced person. But ultimately, he's on a run and he passes out. And someone else comes up and says to him, it's hard. And it's always going to be pretty hard. It gets easier, but you have to do it every day. Ooh. And that's the hard part, but it gets easier. Yeah. And so that's my one piece of advice Aww. for no matter what you're doing is if it sucks, if you're too high in independence, if you're too low in independence, it's hard. It gets easier, but you have to work on it every day. Yeah. That's the hard part. Uh, second for independence is to take a step back and realize that the world is a better place with you in it, but does not revolve around you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave that. <laughs> I don't have to explain that. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. To learn more about Witten, visit his website at oka-online.com. Does your organization need a proven leadership development program? Visit christinaeans.com for more information.